I'm never going to apologize for winning. Breaks a tackle. Now oh, another. He's oh. inside the five. He's into the end zone. Touchdown, MSU. He is sacked. Down he goes. Tyler Hoover breaks away from one tackle. He's at the 20, the 15, the 10. He's got speed. He's going to the end zone. Touchdown, MSU. You are listening to Impact Sports Radio, and this is Spartan Red Zone with your hosts, Dan Tyler and Andre Sims. All right, what's going on, East Lansing? You're listening to the latest installment of the Spartan Red Zone. As always, with your hosts, I'm Dan Tyler. And Andre I am Sims. I'm a, hey, you said it for me. I'm, hey, Andre. I'm not trying to jump on your toes, man. No, it's all, it's whatever. You know, you introduced me. It's your show. I'm just riding. Nah, we're both hosts together. My other host, Andre Sims. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm just chilling. You know, it's a nice day outside. It's late, about 7.30. We out here chilling. We finna do this radio show, huh? Putting in the work. And we got a very special guest with us here, junior cornerback for the Michigan State Spartans, Trey Waynes. Trey, how you doing, my man? Pretty good. Just hanging out. Good, man. First of all, thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. It's always good to have some players on the team. Other than our man Andre over here, yeah. But wait, hold on. Let me before you before you 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 continue. I just want to shout out for the two fifty seven. We in here two fifty seven <laughs> Case Hall. This was my roommate. We represented in Case uh, our freshman year. The room two fifty seven. Yep. <clears throat> it's been the signature since uh, for for as long as I can remember since we've been here. So two fifty seven. My main man's my day one. My brother right here. 257 we represent we are all right the freshman year roommates i didn't know that so is this a thing like did the people the next year football players lived in no this is just us we we made it up so it was like a two-man dynasty that's it dynasty well it's a 250 thing with the with our suite mates but okay we we rep the 257 religiously you know what i'm saying all right all right i can see some tats like on the chest in the future we thought about it but we ain't never really go that far i mean one of these days y'all gotta but hey, if you're listening to this and you live in 257 Case, you got some big shoes to fill because mm-hmm. you got two Rose Bowl champs exactly. formerly living in your place. Up your game. <laughs> but all right, let's get down to the nitty gritty of stuff. Uh, coming off of last season, crazy season for Michigan State football. We don't even need to go over all the stats and everything. And obviously, the big trademark of Michigan State football was the defense, was that no-fly zone secondary. Um, man, by yours truly, Trey... But you're losing the reigning Jim Thorpe Award winner, Darquez Denard, going to the Cincinnati Bengals in the NFL draft. Uh, what are like what are the challenges and, and everything you gotta go through to try to fill in those kind of shoes this season, Trey? Um, basically, you know, the leadership role. Uh Quez was a great leader for the team. And, you know, um he helped a lot of us out and uh, you know, he is big shoes to fill. So hopefully, you know, I can fill that void and um, you know, the younger guys will step up and make plays as well. All right. And tell me, tell me a little bit about some of the younger guys that are stepping up, because you know you saw some some good work done by the secondary in the spring game, getting uh, I think three or four picks in it. So so who's you know who you think is really coming up big so far in spring practice going into the summer? Um, you know, there's a lot of guys. You know, we got R.J. Dede, um, Arjun Calhoun, uh, uh, Jermaine, and uh, Darian Hicks. You know, they all you know. They've been stepping up, especially for in, during spring ball, and um, you know it's going to be a battle for all the positions. Definitely, definitely. And you can see that battle starting to take some take some toll on some guys. You know, one of your teammates, Ezra Robinson, just got just got uh, released from the school. Do you think that was something from him kind of feeling like he was getting buried a little bit in the depth chart with all that competition, or 
Do you really know what that was all about? No, I don't, I don't really know too much about it. I mean, I think I'm pretty sure it was like personal reasons, but um, you know, like I said, we got guys stepping up, uh, trying to fill that void, and you know, um, we're not we're not really worried about it because um, you know, that they can make plays as well, and you know, we've seen it. So uh, it's just whether who who wins that spot. Yeah, just to piggyback off of what he said, we have a lot of freshman cats in here that's really trying to step up and make plays. As far as the cornerback position, we got DBs, <clears throat> we got um, we got corners, and um, we just we have a whole lot of a whole lot of secondary guys that came in this year. So you know it'd be interesting to to really um, to see who will step up come fall camp, which is in two weeks, and see who will actually make an impact this upcoming year for us. So it's a lot of competition, yeah, like you said. All right, all right. And speaking of, you know, you're a receiver on one end of the field, Andre. Obviously, Trey, you're a corner. How often do you guys have to go up against each other in practice? Oh, I would wait for this question. <laughs> oh, you knew it <laughs> the, was coming. The rivalry. I had to ask it. The rivalry in this in the room was always hot. You know, this is my boy. This is my day one. It's palpable. I can feel it already. Man, yeah, man, I love the dude. But when it comes to the the football and the, the we in between them lines, I do not know this cat, and he knows this. We have we had this we had this thing where every fall camp or every spring we tally up how many times we go up against each other and who wins. Okay, now, I ain't gonna brag, but the last couple of times, <laughs> the last couple of tallies have been in my favor. Now, I, I ain't gonna lie, and he can't lie right now either because he knows true. But <laughs> I'm just saying, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, we all jokes aside, we, it's a competitive. That sounds a little biased. Uh, nah, it's, it's not. <laughs> all right, then let's get it from the other side. Okay, fine. You go ahead. Yeah, what do you think, ahead, Trey? I mean, you know, we we go back and forth a lot. He wins some. I win some. You know, sometimes if the ball's not thrown, he thinks it's a draw. But, you know, I mean, it, it varies. You know, we go back and forth. So, I mean, but sometimes okay. he'll go up against safeties, too. The rules so. change. All right, all right. It sounds okay. I like this. It's a little friendly rivalry. It sounds like it's a little It's heated. Yeah, we're just yeah. trying to get better. The battle. I feel it. It's all it's all for one main goal and stuff too. But That's do you right. guys find yourself are you guys still roommates? No, nah, but um he moving he moving right next to us. Uh okay. You know, this next year. So I mean we're pretty much gonna be roommates again. Yeah. So All right, all right. The so reunite. does that competitiveness like bring out back. in your everyday life as well? Just uh, random yeah. stuff. Yeah, even as far as video games, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, we always playing against each other. I mean, he can't see me in the video games, but I mean, he he can correct me if I'm wrong. But I mean, that's just something you know. We we always like messing around with. So in life, yeah. you have certain things that you are good at. Certain <laughs> things matter more than others. Mm-hmm. In his case, these video games, he he get the video games. But realistically, if you think about it, in real life. How many times are you going to beat somebody in a video game where it really matters? Not many. <laughs> I mean, so there's I'm some not... high-stakes video games out yeah, there. Yeah, but see, if you're doing all that, then, I mean, you just ain't got no time on your hands. You feel me? Like, I mean, there's professionals for that, too. Oh, is it really? Yeah. That's a fallback. You know, football doesn't work out. Professional Gamer video right game. Nah, you know, hey. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's I mean, he be, he get me yeah, he, he get me in the video games, but ask him what go down when we play pool. Okay, pool then. Okay, so we exactly. Got, I don't play pool. It's categories to this. Okay, it's there's levels. levels to this. It's levels, as the poet Meek you know what I'm once said. Hey, there's levels to this stuff. Yeah, you I win some. You I win some. You know what I'm saying? You lose most. I win some. I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing. But yeah, it's it's always competitive. We always you know going at it. I mean that's just the natural rivalry though. Wide receiver DBs. 
it's always like that. So yeah, it's probably just you know the competitive nature. I mean, yeah. a lot of guys on the team are like that. Like I just had some buddies at the crib right now. We was playing two K. So I mean, we always you know talking trash and stuff like that. But you know, it's, we all know we're just friends in the end. So for sure. Is 2K the game of choice then when you guys are gaming? Yeah. yeah. What's the <laughs> yeah. team of choice then? I can play with anybody, you know. I, I'm i pretty He's diverse. So. glare over here. You he know. can say that. I can't play with nobody. If I ain't playing, <laughs> with, the, if I ain't playing with the Knicks, I'm probably going to lose. Just J.R. Smith yeah. dropping J.R. Smith and, out of everywhere. Uh, Mello. Yeah. I would have okay. been sick if he would have left and they updated it. You know what I'm saying? Because he wouldn't be on the Knicks no more. If he would have left... It would have been on some somebody else. I see the way my lineup is set up. You know, all my shooters is in the game. So, you know, wherever I'm at, all day. if I toss it to you, you better be able to shoot it. That's how I, <laughs> that's how I play. So he would have messed up the whole rotation right then. But I mean, yeah, the Knicks for me in two K. Okay, I feel you. Not the Cavs coming in with the LeBron acquisition. I don't, even, I don't really, <laughs> I don't really bang with LeBron like that. I mean, me neither. But that's that's a whole nother discussion for a whole nother day. Getting back to business real quick. Um, going after last season, obviously, like I mentioned, the defense was was one of the best in the country. And Pat Narduzzi, the great mind behind it, the the mastermind of all of that, was getting some head coaching looks, end up turning it down, coming back for another season, being the defensive coordinator here at State. Uh, how big was that in the offseason, figuring out your defensive coordinators coming back, especially someone as – smart and genius as Narduzzi is? Um, it, it was huge. I mean, uh, with the success he's had, you know, and the rela- relationships we've built, um, it, it was just a comfortable feeling knowing he was coming back, you know, to uh, coach me and the rest of the defense up because, uh, you know, we know the system and we trust him. So um, it, it was a great feeling. Definitely, definitely. And, and I was reading an article on ESPN a couple weeks ago, and, and it, was, it was a pretty big article that got circulated around a lot talking about, you know, over the last decade in college football, most of the talk has been how offense has been adapting, um, teams going to quicker offenses, stuff like that. But this was more focused on defense and how defenses are adapting. And Pat Narduzzi was one of the main focuses of it, talking about how his defense is something that other defenses, they can't comprehend, they can't really do it. They're a couple years behind on all that. Um, I'm not going to ask you to give away any secrets or anything on here none of us here want that but watching other defenses play compared to knowing your defensive scheme and all that do you see a lot of different things that you guys do compared to others um yeah I mean like you said uh his defense is pretty complex and uh when I first got here I didn't think I'd ever learn it mm-hmm. you know it took me a good two three years learning I'm still learning things but um one thing I noticed is uh we press a lot you know we uh, we have our corners like in your face and stuff like that, and um, I notice a lot of teams they play from off, and um, you know Drake can attest to that because he's played against you know other defenses, you know, and I haven't, but just observing that—that's one thing I've seen. Yeah. Okay, definitely. Yeah, so you it, know it really about yeah. that, Drake? <laughs> it really does make a difference, you know, because I mean, in the in the league, you know, everybody's the best, so most of the time they're either one on one wide receiver against DB or, you know, safety on tight end or whatever, you know, whatever the case is. So, you know, the good thing about the defense that we go up against, they're always in our face. So when we come up against a team that's not pressed on us or is more likely more likely to run a zone coverage, 
it's so much easier to run routes and just go out and play the game. You're not worried about them all up in your face and, you know, putting their hands on you. And that's one thing that us as a wide receiver group appreciate the DBs for. We're <clears throat> we're always they're always like up in our face, hands on press and they're real good at it. And it's, it's only making us better as a unit and it's making them better, too, because they're going up against teams that wide receivers don't see a lot of press and they're just all up in your face and they they uh they take advantage of uh, other wide receivers. Yeah, definitely saw a lot of that, you know, from a spectator's perspective, excuse me, last year. Um a lot of seeing a lot of receivers for opposing teams looking pretty flustered out there. They're just I think they're not used to that certain level of physicality and aggressiveness. Yeah, like you said, being up in somebody's face. So definitely looking forward to seeing that kind of flusteredness from the squads again this season. Oh yeah. But you know, like you said and and, and it's both groups benefiting from that kind of play, you know, like the iron sharpens iron, what we've mm-hmm. talked about a lot on this show. And another thing that we've constantly talked about is how Michigan State just seems to do so much more with, with guys that seem to fly under the radar in recruiting. And Trey, you're another guy like that. Um, I was looking on Rivals, you know, throwing back, throwback Thursday, back in the high school days, you were a two-star recruit. Uh, now you're going into this season coming off of a big a big sophomore campaign and you're um I see like Athlon Sports named you a fourth team all-American preseason and stuff like that and you're looking to have a big time year and there's guys like Darquez who is also a two-star recruit went on to the league is that a big thing in the locker room you know the coaches saying all right you were slept on by this team and this team and this team so let's see what you can go out and do against them no, not really. I mean, we'll joke about it here and there. You know, um, one of our good friends, Lawrence Thomas, you know, he, he came in as a five-star. We'd always mess with him like, oh, Mr. Five-star, stuff like that. But, uh, you know, we all know when it comes down to it, stars don't mean anything. You know what I'm saying? Uh, stars don't make the player. It's just like an internet thing. But um, other than that, you know, we don't really tend to worry about it too much. But, um, you know, it, it helps a lot, though, having other players like, Really good players like, you know, Curtis Drummond, uh, Quez, you know, Shalik, all them people on your team because they just make you better all around. Mm-hmm. You guys definitely got a lot of that in this team this season. Um, so I guess this is probably a question for both of you guys. I've been reading a lot of stuff, just basically counting down the days till football season and looking at it, Ohio State's the overwhelming Big Ten favorite, and then it's kind of muddied up for second place if you talk to it depends on who you talk to but people are throwing Nebraska out there Wisconsin a little bit even some Michigans and stuff do you guys kind of have a chip on your shoulder going into this upcoming year being the reigning Big Ten champs the reigning Rose Bowl champs and returning as much talent as you guys are but yet being overlooked by so many people I feel like <clears throat> I feel like the university uh, as a whole you know athletic wise, we do a lot better with a chip on our shoulder, you know. For example, the basketball team last year or a couple of years ago, whatever, whenever they were ranked number one, that seemed like the time where everybody was like, oh, what, what's going on? Like, what are we doing? We should be playing better than this. But you see, like, when people aren't talking about us as much or, you know, we not so much in the, in the, in the light, we're doing so much better. We had that chip on our shoulder. And I feel like this school does a, a lot better with the chip on our shoulder because, I mean, that's – that's how we practice. We practice hard work. We preach hard work, um, dedication, commitment, and nothing is given to us. Nothing is never easy. So I feel like that's what that if 
if we had a motto as a university, that's that's probably what it'd be to have a chip on our shoulder because we play a lot better with it. And you know, winning a Rose Bowl and a Big Ten championship last year when people said that, oh, we're coming off a a six and seven year and going to the the uh, Buffalo Wild Wings Bowl where you know what I'm saying they just Michigan State is you know back to the old Michigan State you know not as good as they used to be all that yeah. stuff. But when people are talking about us, we come right back and we we respond strong and we we feel like when people throw us in the fire you know we we come out our backs up against the wall we come out strong and that's just how we go about it yeah i mean like like dre said we love it you know uh you know we were underdogs against ohio state we was underdogs against uh stanford and um you know that really didn't affect us you know it motivated us you know to prove a point and you know that's what we did and speaking of being underdogs i know you guys have heard probably too much at this point about this game but Oregon game last time I checked the 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 number sheet and stuff you guys were 13 point underdogs I mean everybody around Michigan State thinks that's just absurd but like you guys said it has a little chip on the shoulder it's all good and everything but Trey your secondary coach Harlan Barnet said I promise you we'll show up in a recent interview he's talking about it have you guys already been talking about that in the locker room, going up against an offense that's that fast and prolific and can give defense a lot of fits? I mean, not not really in the locker room, but, you know, we've been talking about it. Um, oh, we've been preparing for it, you know, with our uh, our strength coach, Coach Manny. You know, he's definitely been uh, working us a lot harder this summer than any other summer. And, um, you know, his motto is DBC, difficult beyond comprehension. And, uh, you know, we've, we've definitely been um, – putting in the extra work to get ready, not only for them, but for everybody else too. Okay, for sure. Yeah, I feel like um, each each day we go to a workout or we go to a run, we're working for a team on our schedule. So if it's a Monday, we're working for a, a Jackson State, or if it's a Tuesday, we're working for Oregon. No matter what the day is we're working, we're working on a team. We're working to be better than that team. You know, and go the extra mile. And Coach Manny has been preaching the extra mile this whole summer. <clears throat> go where nobody else is willing to go and to keep going. You know, when you don't see any cars on the extra mile, there's no gas stations, there's no nothing. It's just a straight shot, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, people get hung up on a certain spot. He said when you feeling tired, when you're feeling like you can't go no more, when you feel like, you know, you're about to break down, that's when we're going to do at least two more. You know, two more reps or two more, you know, to break us down, to build us up, you know. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I feel like our defense is 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 um, capable of stopping a, a offense like Oregon. You know, like I watched it last year um, with the team like uh, Indiana. They run the same type of offense mm-hmm. and our defense, they uh, adapted. And I feel like it, it won't be a problem to do this year. So... Yeah, you know, and you're talking about Coach Manning, the strength coach. I've actually had a little bit of interaction with him myself. And I know how intense he is, and I know of how intense he is. Oh, I'll yeah. say I'm not I'm not with you guys there all the time, almost every day working with him, so I can't really talk. But, um, Andre, you and I have talked about a little bit your, your guys' speed work this summer. Mm-hmm. Is he out there with you guys working on that speed work? Is that somebody else? Um. Yeah, like all the conditioning we do, he's out there with us. He's telling us what to do, um, what we got for the day, and all the workouts and stuff. He's right there with us. Um, yeah, but like you said, Coach Manny is so intense, man. He's 
borderline crazy. You know, I love I love the dude. You know, he's funny sometimes, but if you get on his bad side, man, he ah man, he's it's crazy. He is crazy, man. And that and that's it's just we reflect him kind of when we play. Like we're just hard nosed, get the job done. If it's fourth quarter and we're going to overtime, you hustle. You'll never stop. You'll never let the team see you sweat. You'll never bend over. Don't let them see any signs of weakness. That's just how Coach Benny is. He's a guy fearing um, gentleman. You know, he'll get in your face, uh, but at the end of the day, he'll come to you and be like, "Look, I'm here for you. You know, whatever you need. If you want to talk to me, you can." He's a he's kind of like a father figure when everybody's here on campus and you know, every, and their families are back at home or whatever. He's like that 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 father that we come and talk to, and he's hard on us for a reason. You know, last year wasn't a fluke, and I feel like. He's pushing us harder this year because there's another another level we have to get to as a team and as men individually. And I feel like Coach Manny is the right man for the job because he's just so intense. And, you know, you are he he we reflect him. That's that's basically what it boils down to. He's he's a good he's a good dude. Yeah, you know, being a former track guy myself, I know a little bit about some of these workouts you guys been doing and. Having to have him out there doing those workouts seems yeah, plus him plus yelling down your your uh your throat and just getting on you while you tired. I don't think anybody wants to hear him yelling at us when you can't even walk. You know what I'm saying? We running, right. doing all these stairs, we doing all this stuff, and he's just yelling at us. It's just it's a mind thing. That's basically what he's trying to do is get us mentally prepared for what we're about to do this season. Hey, and. If last year's any indication of it, he's been doing a great job at it. Yeah. You know, hard work pays off. You got to do what you got to do. But, yeah, you got anything, Andre? I mean, my man's on the show, so I'm kind of happy. I'm in a good mood because my man is on the show, 257. We out here representing for the case ball. We out here just, you know, we chilling. You got anything to say? You know, I'm just, I'm just happy to be here. You know, I'm glad he asked me to do it, you know. I've never done this before, so I'm you know I'm glad I got to experience it with him first. Yeah, you know, it's a good experience. A milestone in life, man. Because he's gonna be at my wedding, I'm gonna be at his wedding. <laughs> it's like a lifetime bond here. This two fifty thing, this two fifty seven thing, is some serious. Y'all don't know nothing about it, but hey, it's like we got our own little fraternity here, a right. two man fraternity. Okay, not not strong in numbers, but strong in heart. That's right. I like it. <laughs> That's right. All right, folks. Well, that's going to be it for the last segment of Sparring Red Zone. With Andre Sims, I'm Dan Tyler. Big shout out to our, our guest, Trey Waynes. And, hey, best of luck to both of you guys come uh, fall practice in a couple of weeks. Appreciate Thanks. it. Yeah, we'll be out there. Take it easy, East Lansing.